Hi everyone, welcome back. Great to see you. Thanks for joining me for another video. We've got a fantastic guest today. Dr. Lisa Belanger is with us to talk about the future of work, unwork, recovery, regeneration. We're so excited to have Lisa here. Lisa is the CEO of Conscious Works, a consulting firm that helps leaders to apply findings from their leading edge science, scientific research to maximize their mental capacity and performance. Lisa has a PhD in behavioral medicine and executive MBA and is a certified exercise physiologist and high performance specialist. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So can you give us the origin story? How'd you get into this? How did you decide that this was going to be the route that you were going to go, the field that you were going to work in? Um, I was pursuing heavily my own big dreams and burnt out along the way. I have been trained that getting what you want needs longer hours and working harder, which is just simply not the case. So as I was burning out, I was like, there's got to be a better way. So started using the behavioral science that uh, I have an expertise in, looking at the neuroscience, the science of leadership, how we work to really create a workplace that is more human, that gets um, us producing at our capacity, but also feeling great. Because as we know, that stress can really weigh on us. So how do we learn to really work effectively and to unwork effectively? So really taking that quality time off. And what does that look like? I love it. So let's talk about unwork a little bit and helping everyone to recover, regenerate, reimagine the future, move forwards in a positive way. You've got an incredible blog post on your website, consciousworks.com. Blog post is a guide, uh, building capacity and pressure relief, a guide when you are feeling overwhelmed. I think the world is feeling overwhelmed now. Step one is say no. Yeah. I missed that day in kindergarten. Please tell me how to do it. What's going on with that? It's, it's so important that as humans, we realize we only have so much capacity and there's behaviors we can do and thought processes we can to expand that slightly. But for the most part, it's finite. So if we're saying yes to something, we have to say no to something else. And yet we don't do this. So many of us are built in people pleasers. We want the opportunity. We want to be at capacity. However, to do things well, we really have to focus and be able to give ourselves grace in this period of time where so many things are driving on our capacity. So if you think of rapid change, grief, loss, um, so many different things we're going through in our personal lives. When we have to, we need to build capacity for other things. So we have to be able to say no and no in a respectful way that it actually serves us. So many of us think that when we say no, it's going to be detrimental to our career. But research has actually shown if we effectively say no and we prioritize what our job is and our job function and the things we're really good at, um, we can actually gain more respect and move up, be promoted more, more um, money, so uh, more raises. So how can we do this effectively? So I have a great uh, link to um, how to do that, how to say no without burning bridges, everything from sharing priorities with somebody. I, I would love to do that for you, but I really want to be at my son's soccer game to Unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to give it the time because of my capacity. So very honest, um, blatantly no is also a full sentence. Or even if you are getting um, work from a boss or a superior that you're able to say, I can take this on, but what is being deprioritized to ensure that I'm doing my work really well? So opening up that conversation, being able to protect your capacity for what you want to and should be doing.
Love it. And if anyone wants to get that PDF download, just ping Lisa on social and she'll be able to send you the link to get that. And I'll give you those links uh, at the end. Next idea that you have is negative consumption. I talk a lot about the energy vampires. I have done a social media purge. I'm super careful about the media psychology effect. Talk to me about controlling negative consumption or maybe even eliminating it. So we can kind of simply simply look at it as what are you doing to escape so when i'm talking about negative consumption it could be social media as you very adequately point out traditional media is certainly getting into that psychology of holding attention um and you call it doom scrolling which i i i think is so relevant um but it could be netflix it could be any any streaming streaming service or alcohol something that you're like take me away i had such a hard day and once or twice no big deal but when it becomes a habit these are things that take so much time energy and effort from you uh, and aren't usually going towards your goals or how you want to be spending your time and because of the psychology they use and that the science that they have that there's always another show to watch there's never an end to your social media um, platforms you're always more content to consume so being really conscious of how you consume it or eliminating it some people have done complete purges um, or just being able to understand what sucks your time and how can you mitigate that love it one of the things that i've been trying really hard to do is to pause take breaks get better at asking for help when i actually need it delegating things not feeling like i have to do everything all the time dealing with my to-do list creating a do not do list but you talk about this a lot would love your take on that i think that idea of asking for help or understanding we were never as humans meant to do this alone we are in communities we are in families we are in support systems for a reason and to be able to think through your to-do list and say you know what can i delegate what can somebody else do whether that's in work or outside of it uh, i know for the short term my husband and i got a cleaner because we're like this is one thing we could pass off to somebody else to be able i don't know i might keep it but uh it's one thing that we can do in the short term um, being able to ask uh, for support from even my kids. My kids are young, but they're small things they can do, like a pile up things that need to go upstairs and they'll take them up one thing at a time. Like being able to really look at your resources. I just use my children as resources, but <laughs> look at your resources to be able to see what you can do or what you can pause. So one thing that uh, I don't think is talked about enough, like for example, if you ser serve on a board of directors, can you say, hey, can I pause my activities for the next two months? And a well-developed board should be able to ebb and flow with that um, to give you a little bit more capacity. So being able to look at resources and use them appropriately goes so far. And to ask for help when you need it, um, is something we need to normalize. We need to be able to help when we can and also seek help. I love it. One of the things that, uh, just thinking about that sort of recharging and so managing energy, I'd love for your thoughts on drains and charges, like things that bring us energy and things that take energy away and getting an inventory of that and allocating our attention accordingly. So we, everything we do during the day, conversations with people, environments, tasks, they either drain or charge us. Some of them are neutral, but most of the time they'll either drain or charge us. It's not if it gives you energy during the activity, it's how you feel right after. So for example, like I love keynoting, 
but I'm exhausted right after. It actually, I give so much energy during the activity, so it's draining. So I would have to, if I was designing my day, put a charge after that. A charge could, for me, I love writing, and that actually charges me up. So going to a cafe and writing right after, going for a walk right after. You're just trying to create drains and charges throughout your day, and you don't want full days of drains, which so many of us do. Those back-to-back meetings, they're exhausting. So if you do have some autonomy over your schedule, how can you use this? give you another example and I've mentioned it already cleaning cleaning is actually something that during it drains me I don't enjoy doing it but after I feel energized which means it would actually be a charge so being able to manipulate your work design specifically but certainly your day design to both have drains and charges drains are part of work part of life but can you start manipulating your day to ensure there's parts of every single day that fill you up I love it. I'm just going to brainstorm some charges. Maybe you can do that as well. This morning I jumped in the lake. It's very, very, very cold. Frankly, it sucked. It was awful. But afterwards, completely fired up. Yoga charges me up. Running exhausts me. Um, Certain smoothies charge me up. uh, But other types of food, definitely, you know, I don't feel energized afterwards. Naps are amazing. Meditation charges me up. Any, Any other sort of rapid fire ideas? Uh, I don't know. I think of people even. So like, because why I'm pointing out people and that's, you don't want to label people charging or draining. So maybe think of it as conversations because so much of our day are meetings, which ones charge you up, which fuel you with ideas, which are brainstorming, things like that, that like energize you in which ones, you know, for example, I'll say it right now. Every time I talk to my accountant, I'm not energized after I'm not like, this was amazing. But just even understanding that on different conversations and what they bring to life, different friends, different relatives, um, and what that feels like. I always think I would say in general connection to me charges me up. So really good conversations, meeting a friend for um, a quick coffee, uh, things like that tend to really give me energy. Love it. I want to talk about reframing. There's so much stuff coming at us right now. COVID-19 headlines, world news, two people see the same headline, completely different responses. And in some cases you can see the same thing and actually pivot your mindset from being a negative response to a positive response. Would love your thoughts on that. I think the thing with uh, news generally in social media is it's curated for us. It wants clicks. So just being critical about that in general, I think is really important. But when we think of a reframe, it is not about toxic positivity, but is there another way to look at this? So uh, I'll give you an example. I was traveling. My, My daughter was only like six weeks old and I got caught it was supposed to be a super quick trip and I got caught in the Pearson the Toronto airport and I'm sitting there in the lounge it's midnight and I'm frustrated and I'm missing her and I just want to be home and then the only friend that wants to talk to me is from Australia and he's like the way I see it you're sitting in in a lounge with a glass of wine and nobody wants or needs you exact same situation being looked at so differently Um, so that's what we want to be able to do for ourselves and others and be really generous with those we don't know other people's intentions and what's happening right now in periods of stress especially as chronic as it has been as long as it has been positive framing it can be challenging so start helping each other do that to be like well this is an opportunity or we could look at it this way that can give you energy and give you new perspective to be able to bring to situations love it final thought goes to you vision of moving forward, uh, any other ideas or main main sort of approaches that you would love everyone to consider? 
Yeah, I think the the general thought of understanding and having that self-reflection on how we work the best, taking note of that, how we break the best, taking note of that, what are those activities that fully disengage you from work and can you incorporate them in? Um, and as we kind of discussed earlier, uh, being able to take recesses every day, even if it's five to 10 minutes to do something you love, knowing that's going to charge you up and give you energy for the rest of the day. I love it. Your website is drlisabellanger.com. Your corporate site is consciousworks.com. Is there anywhere people should go to connect with you in addition to those sites? Follow us on social media for leadership tips, future of work, proactive mental health and performance. Um, yeah. Amazing. Lisa, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us. I know that was a rapid fire Q&A, but people are loving these short form sessions that we're doing. So I really appreciate your 12 minutes and 48 seconds. Thanks so much. <laughs>